Hello and welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby and we are joined by our friend uh, Will Harper again to talk a little NFL week six. Will, how's it going? Doing great. Another week, another football week in the books. I can actually talk some college football this week if you want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I can just kind of give you the floor for a, a second. Do you want to just let the people know what were your feelings going through that game? I think you just might need to, need to share the emotional roller coaster you were on. Going into the game, I thought we had a point two chance of winning the game. So fully expecting a loss, hoping to keep it within the point spread and show signs of, okay, Helensky's looking better. The defense is still young, but they're looking better. Just kind of hoping to take more victories from it. So after we hold them to a field goal and then we come down, throw a bomb touchdown, go up 7-3, I'm like, okay, we're looking good so far. And then once Mukwamu had the pick six right before halftime and we yep. went up 17-10, to 10, I was like, holy crap, we, <laughs> we're actually like in this game and at halftime we should be up or they still had a chance to drive down and that's whenever they, we blocked the kick like right before halftime. But yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're, we're in it. We're at least going to go into halftime either tied or up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll see what the second half holds. Well, Halitsky comes out, goes down with an ankle injury, or excuse me, a knee. A lot of people said it was a dirty hit. It wasn't dirty. I mean, the guy tripped and fell into him. It was more just unfortunate, kind of the way that he landed. Yeah, um, honestly, he, like, he tripped over the offensive lineman's leg, right? Right. So, I mean, it, it was unfortunate that's where he landed, but, I mean, it wasn't a dirty hit. He didn't, like, go in directly at the knee or anything. Um, but, yeah, Joyner came in. He didn't hurt us. And he, he controlled the ball, and whenever we needed to make some plays, we did. And then just the whole kick crap fast in the game was ridiculous. But, hey, we won. We have the upset of the year so far. And there's an outside shot that we could potentially win the SEC East, which I'm not, I'm not counting on by any means. But yeah. we kind of control our own destiny, which is stupid to think about. Yeah. We got Florida this week. If we could somehow beat Florida, which I – I don't see per se, but beat Florida. Georgia's got to lose either Florida or Auburn, and then we control our own destiny. So yeah, so they're saying there's a chance. Yeah, not a not a great one, but there is a chance. Hey, it's out there. I mean, really, that interception was the key. I feel like a big moment of the game because. He throws it up for grabs. You know, it's a tie ball game, and they're going down the drive, and you think they're gonna, you know, maybe at least get a field goal to go ahead into halftime, but it totally changed momentum in the game. And yeah, they were just in it the whole time. And really the backbreaker I thought was going to be Kwame gets his third interception in overtime, you know, like it tips oh, yeah. right in his hand. South Carolina literally just has to run the ball four times or three times, set it up right down the middle and your kicker just misses it. Yeah, old Parker. Uh, there was it was shades of his freshman year whenever we could not kick anything. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate. And you're like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, once that happened, kicker. I thought it was over. Like, I, I mean, we, we were not going to win. <laughs> it seemed like it was leaning. Okay, that they're going to get momentum, um, you know, and the, and they'll just get their field goal and and win. But the dude missed a second field goal. It was definitely announced. It felt a little announcer's curse. It definitely. Because, like, the first time he was, like, 
Rodrigo Blankenship has not missed a kick in under 50 yards this year. He is 8 for 8. And so naturally he misses the kick right after they say that. In the, right. Uh, but anyway, it was really funny because Noel and I were watching, and Noel's a you know South Carolina fan too, uh, for all you listeners. And she she was getting into it. It was pretty fun. But then she had to go uh, be somewhere before the right before the game ended, and it's right before the Clemson game. So I'm sitting here like on the phone on speakerphone, like announcing the game to Noel while like I'm waiting for my game to start. And it's this <laughs> weird in between game, and my friends are also some some of those guys. Uh, are in the Clemson game. And so I'm like, I, I don't know how that happened, but I kind of became like a mediator, like just kind of like updating people. Um, it was pretty fun. They so were very you, became, you became the message boy. Yep. So it was pretty fun. But there you go. Big win. For well, the- that was that was the college football segment of our NFL show. <laughs> yeah, there you are. So, um yeah, big week this week. What do you um what stood out to you this week? What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about London first? We can come back to London. Come back to London. There's some more okay. more pressing things to talk about. Like okay. the Washington Redskins beating the Miami Do- I'm just kidding. We're not talking about that. Hey, they got um, the first win. First they one did. Of the year. Some someone had to win the game. I guess. Well, it came close to a tie. It was seventeen to sixteen. They tried, but that would that would have been the best if they tied. <laughs> that would have been uh, yeah, I think um, we got to start in Houston, KC. It was a game that we talked about last week as one we were looking forward to. And it's one where Deshaun and Mahomes showed out. They showed why they're two of the top quarterbacks in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek came back and scored two touchdowns promptly. So Tyreek looks, look looks to be healthy again, which is good for them. I mean, he's... He's their best player outside of Mahomes, I believe. Like Kelsey's yeah. good, but Kelsey's Kelsey's getting a little bit older now. Um, but Tariq's just so fast. Like yeah. he's he's the fastest guy on the field anytime he steps on the field. So to have him out there and then his first touchdown catch that 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 bomb thrown to him, it was one where it like he didn't just run by the guy and catch it in stride and run it in. He actually like fought for the ball and and like busted through some guys to get in the end zone. Yeah. So he showed some toughness on the catch, but yeah, Houston actually pulling out the win. KC's on a two-game losing streak. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that one? No, I honestly I thought this is the game that like KC was going to kind of assert themselves. You know, back to their winning form. It I feel like in the past Houston has not won these types of games. Like this might be a game where they play close, but then don't end up winning. But I was impressed that Houston goes on the road in, into KC, which is a tough environment to go into. Um, but great game. I think if Houston can protect Deshaun and their defense can hold up, I mean, they're they're looking like strong contenders right now uh, to make a push for the playoffs. My only gripe with this game is that it wasn't on a national broadcast. Because I, I cannot watch it because I can't do all these, like, sports packages but that's my only gripe with this game otherwise it's a great game is that i wish it, sure. it was easier to watch some some of these types of games that are on the national broadcast so you mean to tell me you would have rather watched that game than the pittsburgh chargers game on sunday night you mean the game <laughs> that i didn't watch uh yeah i don't i think i might have watched like one minute of it 
We were watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu, so. Oh, great, great much, show. Much Saturday better entertainment. Much better, yes. Um, another game I want to hit on from last week is the San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams game. Yeah. So going into last week, we kind of talked about um, how this was going to be a game, a big game in the NFC West, to really show if San Francisco is going to be a true contender or if they were kind of riding their schedule to the first four weeks in the pie. But they end up beating the Rams 20-7. to mm-hmm. um, Their running game is just so dynamic between – Brita and Coleman, like those two guys are, they're just finding holes for these guys and they're just everywhere. Yeah. It um, was, I was say it, it was impressive. Like it really, you kind of kept waiting for the Rams offense to just get started too. And it just never happened. And San Francisco just controlled the ball really well and just kept milk and clock. Um, so it was it's annoying for me because some of my players, because like, I need a golf to play well. Yeah, just... let's 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 talk about this a little bit. So, what exactly yeah. happened? I don't honestly, I don't know. It just was like, it was kind of one of those games where you're like, okay, like they're about to get going, they're about to get going, like it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and it just never did. You know, they just never had any rhythm. It was just very choppy, and San Francisco would just hold the ball for long periods of time, and then. I think um, was Gurley hurt this week too. Yeah, I think that's a huge factor too. Is that Gurley, Gurley not being on the field? I mean, the, those running backs they had were fine. Like, it wasn't they? Were, they're not like bad players. But he's just when he's healthy and can be himself, like it's a whole different ball game. And and, and I don't know, but it it does seem like the offense was sputtering though more than it should have for the pieces that they had. Right. So I, I feel like there's a lot of questions after. Right. I was kind of let down in my, in my fantasy matchup with uh, Cooper Cup this week. He didn't do a whole lot, and he only had 17 receiving yards. Yeah. Do you want to talk about why he only had 17 receiving yards? <laughs> <laughs> why? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, that's – I mean, okay. I'll, good for me. But... I'll break it down for the listeners. Okay. Jared Goff. Uh-huh. Had 78 passing yards and a fumble. Well, yeah, that doesn't help. So, you st- we played each other in fantasy this week, and yeah. Jared Goff started for one of our teams. Oh, you and just, it wasn't you me. Want, you just want to say you want me to say <laughs> it on the air that I started Jared Goff. I did. I did start Jared Goff. Okay, it was the better matchup. He had more points um, projected than Philip Rivers. Um, and you know what? I was a little upset with Philip the last, past couple weeks. So I was like, you know what? And it's always the guy on the bench. You always think the grass is greener. And um, Goff did not. Uh, let's just say he didn't end in the positive. Um, I think there's some things we can learn from this game from him. But no, he had negative ten point point ten uh, this week. Negative point one points. For so he he lost a tenth of a point as the quarterback, which basically just means if you throw the ball forward, you get uh, something. You get something. So it was bad. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, the fumble so, didn't help. If he didn't have the fumble, he would have been fumb- he would have yeah, he he would uh, he would have had um a couple of points had he not had the fumble. But yeah, that, that didn't help. So uh, there you go. You happy now? <laughs> six and oh feels great. Does it feel great? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, like, sorry, I had, I had to I had to do it. The week, the week six by didn't help and Barkley 
Saquon Barkley being out didn't help yeah. me. But that's excuses. I had Hunter Henry too, which we'll talk about later. You know, so oh, yeah. there was opportunity for points. It just didn't happen for me this week. So is I have one more game I want to talk about before I hit on that. Is there anything else you want to talk about from another game from last week? Yeah, no. my one game is not London actually. So if you want to talk about the Panthers, insert. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought they they bounced back and had a good had a good week with that. Um, you know, going on the road, having you know Kyle Allen once again uh, leading this offense down the field, and especially with with the the Bucks had played so well at Carolina a few weeks ago. Um, McCaffrey didn't have as much on the ground, but he had just some killer things through the air, and yeah, they just keep on winning. And it just gets more interesting and more interesting. Uh, Jameis Winston had a whiff of a game. He had 400 yards, but he also had five interceptions and Dude. a fumble. And he actually fumbled at the play before as well. They just recovered it back. But then yeah. still didn't. So, yeah. Classic Jameis. Classic yeah. Jameis. Five but interceptions is quite a bit. He, he was forcing the ball at the end of the game. But mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Allen... Is looking impressive, and the the thing with them, he just gets the ball to the playmakers. I feel like really well right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, like it wasn't like a crazy stat line, but I feel like the offense has been flowing really well with him. So yes, I agree. It it, it, it we keep bringing it up the past few weeks, but it, it the question gets more and more interesting of what do you do, Cam Newton and Kyle Allen, because now they've got a bye week this week, right? You know, what, what do you do when Cam? Cam says he's ready to go, but Kyle Allen hasn't lost since college. So two years ago. So here's my hot take on this. According to Adam Schefter, Cam is going to be cleared to practice after the bye week. So okay. this week he's not going to practice, but he can start the next week. Ron Rivera has not confirmed this, but if Schefter's reporting it, then I mean, it's pretty much written in stone. Yeah. So. When Cam starts practicing, that means Cam's assuming he's 100%. Mm-hmm. When Cam's 100%, the Panthers are going to name him their starter. So my hot take is Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback whenever we take on the 49ers in a couple of weeks in San Francisco. That's what's going to happen. If Cam says he's ready, they pay him, and he is the top quarterback on the team. Now, with that being said... If he comes out and starts sucking, he Uh may hit the bench again. I mean, it's nice to know they have Allen, who was a viable backup, who after this year, let's say Cam finishes the year, they end up going 8-8. and They can cut Cam, and then it would be a pretty small hit of dead cap money, and they can save a lot to go after somebody else and then go with Allen. So there's lots of options, but I think if Cam practices coming out of the bye week, and Cam says he's ready, he's going to be starting. Yeah, if if Cam's fully healthy, then, I mean, he's definitely the better player. But the problem with Cam is that, is he going to be fully healthy? Right. Or is he, he going to be trying to be do, doing too much, trying to prove that he really is worth the, you know, worth the money? Because I know he hears all of this kind of talk. I don't know this specific talk, but he hears. You mean Cam Newton is, Cam Newton is not listening to us right now? I mean, if he doesn't, he should. So, Cam, uh, you know where to find this. But I used to live in Charlotte, so it's fine. Support a home podcast. But there you go. 
Yeah. So I, yeah, you got to start. I think you're right. I think you, you start cam. If he's, if he's fully ready to go, at least give him another shot at it. Cause he's, and he's also kind of earned that too, with how much he's put trying to, to play for the team. But yeah, it, it is nice to know that Allen has been very good for the team. Oh, yeah. um, do you, do you like the London games? Do you, do you think it's good for the NFL to? I do. I think um, that there's eventually going to be a team there. Whether someone moves there or if they add a couple of expansion franchises and redo divisions and all that good stuff. Because right now it's kind of perfect the way it is with four teams in right. four, four divisions and two comps. So it works out perfectly 32 the way it breaks down. It's like a perfect bracket. Um, but they would move stuff around, of course, if they added a couple of teams. But I do like the London games. I think that if London actually got a team, that they could do some scheduling stuff to have where they would, like, whenever they played away games in America, they would, like, mostly pretty much exclusively play in that 1 o'clock window, which would be, like, 7 o'clock in London. Right. And then they would only play, like, like they would have to play back-to-back road games in America so they wouldn't travel here and then travel back and then travel back over here. Like, they would play, like, two away, two home, two away, two home, two right, away, least, two home. At least two and two. Yeah. And so that way they wouldn't have to go back and forth as much. It would be, like, four trips to America and then, of course, the eight home games. But um, I think they'd figure out a way to make it work. I also think they'll eventually get into Canada. Maybe Toronto area. Yeah, I mean Toronto is they have it in two other sports. So if you're gonna do it, I think Toronto might be right. The spot. And to then do. I think they want to go to Mexico City. I don't know if Mexico City is a great option or not. Um, but that we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. But yeah, yeah. I, I I do like it though. I think it's it's pretty cool, like to see all the different players there. I mean, all the different fans there with all the different hats and teams and. All kind of stuff. Because, I mean, people there, they like football, too. And they're just as rowdy as we are here. So, Yeah. I, I was I was impressed with how many people showed up. A lot of Panthers fans traveled. But just the stadium was full. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to see. That was the first time I'd really seen. It was Tottenham Hotspur, who had just made a new stadium. Um, and it was cool to see that they had, you know, what they were doing to make the NFL work there. Which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Um, and it's it's the first stadium built outside of America that whenever they designed it, they designed it to have football played in it. Right. Like, like it was it was built into it. It wasn't like retrofitted to have a football stadium kind of like O2 was like it's big enough so we'll we can do stuff like it was specifically designed to have American football played there. Yeah, I liked it. Um the only funny part about that was was that I had this funny moment by myself. Um, and I did tweet this, um, but it was just, it was like, I felt a little, just like a tiny bit awkward for like, Hey, we're America. Here is our national, here's our new sport. Um, so England, remember that one time where we were your colony and then we seceded from you. So we're coming back, bringing our sport and you have to sing our national anthem in like one of your major sports arenas. So, (laughs) I mean, is it too soon? It's probably fine. But it just felt kind of funny. I was thinking about the irony of we're playing like our sport in England, who we secede, like declared independence from, and they're having a guy sing the national anthem, our national anthem. Right. 
in their spot. So pretty cool. It, it was it was still pretty cool. But <laughs> yes, yeah. and um, I, and honestly, I just kind of like football being on at nine thirty. That's pretty refreshing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one of those half the season. That was that was pretty nice. I did enjoy that. Um, that was pretty fun. Do you want to get into some uh, picks for our guys this week? Well, real quick before we yeah, get on going. that, the other game I want to talk about was okay, the upset yeah. of the week: the Jets over the Cowboys. Oh, how can we? Yeah, how can I forget about that? We got to talk about that. Yeah. So coming into the game, the Jets, who they had, they were they hadn't won a game, had they? They were zero and four. Yeah. They were 0-4, yeah. yeah. 0-4 coming to the game. The Cowboys were 3-1. and one. Um, I don't think anyone gave the, uh, New York a chance. I know I didn't think they would. Um, but Darnold, first game back, looked great. Um, their defense, which I think their defense has kind of been underrated all year anyways. Like They got some the Jets. the Jets defense. Yeah, they yeah. got some. They have some good players back there. But yeah, to see the offense come together, Robbie Anderson and that 92-yard touchdown catch, it was like Tyreek style, just like run by everybody and just yeah. throw a bomb. Um, but yeah, the, to see the team come together against the Cowboys, which uh, Cowboys, you either love them or you hate them. It's like the Yankees. Like there's no, there's no middle ground on the Cowboys. It's one or the other. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't fall on the light category on the light Cowboys category. So. That's where I stand with it. So I was I was very happy to see the Jets pull out a win. Yeah, that that was the most interesting thing. Dallas has also lost three games in a row, which is interesting. Um, so sorry, Alex. I know you're a huge Cowboys fan. But that yeah, that was interesting. And I think it also just reminds us too that Sam Darnold can play. You know, I, we they were we were mm-hmm. super high or the the America was super excited about him coming out of college and then he had a good few games and then he kind of dwindled down and then Baker Mayfield kind of became the guy and now it's you know Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the two younger guys who are really good along with like Kyler and you know you just kind of forget about Sam Darnold and he has mono and and then he just comes back and starts throwing darts and they get their first win so he's blowing kisses at the Cowboys yeah yeah there you go and now there are only um, there are only two undefeated teams left in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. One one we could see coming from out of the way, and one very surprising. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. There's an interesting playoff picture right now. So some some we would have predicted, and some some not as much. For sure. Yeah. All right, I'm ready now. You ready Talking now? To some players. Okay. Um. Well. Easy transition. My quarterback of the week was Sam Darnold, so we don't have to uh, sit on it too much, but just to talk some of his stats, he was 23 of 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. Good overall week, him coming back, just you know, making good decisions and leading his team against a good Cowboys team. You know, They've got a, a stout defense and proven that they can be good to go. So the, the Darnold-Le'Veon-Bell uh, combination – Makes it really interesting, and like you're saying, the Jets have a good defense, so it's got all the makings of the Jets. If if Darnold can stay healthy, of course, they they're just interesting. They become an interesting team, and they could get hot too. Um, so we'll see if this is just a one week thing or not. But he just um, needs to keep his lips to himself. Pretty much, pretty much, Sam. So 
keep doing your thing and you might get a start on the Griffins in a, in a week or so. <laughs> so. We know it's not going to be Jared Goff. Well, I don't, they're playing Atlanta, so I'm saying there's, okay. there's yeah, a way to talk I, yourself into it. Yeah, that, you know? I take that back. Yeah, go ahead and play Goff. Well, here, here's the thing is it's like you get like, you're like, I'm never going to start this guy again. And then you like Tuesday, Wednesday, you're like, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then he's <laughs> just a bad matchup. And then you look at the matchups and you're like, oh, this could happen. And then you think crazy for a second on Sunday. And then you like either stick with it or change your mind. And then you're like, what was I thinking? You know, <laughs> Sunday night. So that, that's the that's the role of fantasy football. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's made to drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, All right. Who's your quarterback? My quarterback was the man himself. He was the topic of our first ever podcast that I did with you, Mr. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Showing I think just, why. He chose football, what? right? Did we ever what? get that? He chose football, right? Yes, he did choose football. Okay. He was the number one overall pick by the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, uh, okay. That's and he's yeah. he's been their starting quarterback since then. So I think he made the right decision. He probably made the right decision, yeah. Um, <laughs> he went 27 of 37 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. So coming into the game, he was like quarterback number seven or quarterback number eight in fantasy football, kind of overall across the board. That's kind of where he was, which is – great i mean most most fantasy leagues have like 12 10 or 12 teams so he's a top he's a quarterback one like you're starting him every week um but what was lacking were touchdowns like he was getting a lot of passing yards he was doing some work on the ground but he wasn't finding the end zone through the air so to see him throw for three touchdowns this week was pretty encouraging Mm -hmm. um and that team with that defense they're going to be behind a lot which means that he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, so he's got a chance to to do even better. Uh, this week he only had 32 rush yards, which is not – which is a nice little addition to your passing yardage, but it's not great by any means. Um, right. Especially for a running quarterback, you'd probably like to see 45, 50 yards. But still pretty good. But, yeah, Kyler, Kyler showed out this week. So yeah. he was my my quarterback. Yeah, nice little, nice little addition um, for it. Uh, we can go my running back uh, this week. I chose uh, Chris Carson. Uh, I don't believe. I think maybe we've picked him before one time, but Chris Carson make another uh, addition this week. He they were playing the Browns, um, the primetime Browns, and. 24 rushes for 124 yards, a touchdown. And he also was 435 uh, in the air. So caught all the balls thrown at him. He's he's just a machine. He keeps grinding out um, just good games after good games. And as long as he doesn't fumble the ball, like he's had, he had a streak of some fumbles earlier in the season. And once that has gotten kind of out of the system, he's, he's just a machine. And just between him and Russell Wilson, that's a pretty – Pretty strong duo right there. To me, he like kind of reminds me of um oh, what's his name now? Uh the running back Marshawn Lynch before. Like they, they kind of look the same, and maybe that's just me, but he gives off the same similar just kind of personality of just like just hand me the ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do me and just knock some people <laughs> out. Oh yeah, for sure. You know who he reminds me of? Who? 
Have you seen uh, Thor Ragnarok? I have, I have. He reminds me of Korg, like the man made of rock. Oh. <laughs> Not because that's his personality, but because like, he is built like a man made of rock. No, he's like, he, he's, it's impressive. He's like a little, a little scary. It's just all between him and uh, DK Metcalf, too. It's just too seat. much muscle. Like, they could like show up anywhere without a shirt on, probably, and just be like, you could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Chris Carson was a good one there. Yeah. Uh, my running back was Rubba Dub Dub. Call him Nick Chubb. He had 20 carries for 122 yards, two touchdowns. He has turned into the best offensive player on the Browns. Coming into the season, Baker got a ton of buzz. Odell got a ton of buzz coming over from New York. Um, Kareem Hunt, even though he's suspended for half the year, he got some buzz. It's kind of like, okay, he's like a top running back. Yeah. Been been the man in Kansas City for the last couple of years. And not that Nick Chubb was an afterthought in the sense of kind of how Landry was, I feel like. But Nick Chubb was like the third, third or fourth guy in this offense whenever you, you thought about him coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of emerged as the top guy in the in the offense. So I will be interested to see what happens whenever Hunt does come back. If he eats into Chubb's work or if it actually like helps balance it out a little bit. Kind of interesting to see how it works. But yeah, Nick Chubb, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Another great week for him. Another good week. I'm looking at some interesting stats just with him. Uh, he has six touchdowns already. Uh, if he would be projected, I'm mean, assuming this is without Kareem Hunt, for 304 carries, 1,619 yards, and 16 touchdowns. We'll take it. So that's that's a pretty good year. Um, Baker also five touchdowns, 11 picks so far in the year. So Not good. Not good. He, he would be projected for 29 picks. Sounds like... Sounds Jameis. like Jameis or me playing uh, Madden. With my quarterback. We're going to get three touchdown passes, but I'll probably throw two or three interceptions as well. Self-burn. So, there you go. But Browns, Nick Chubb has definitely been the highlight of um, their year so far. So, I like it. All right. uh, Wide receiver. uh, I got to go Stephon Diggs. I mean, the dude had a monster week. He had two receptions of 50 yards plus. He uh for touchdowns. He finished with seven receptions or 167 yards and three touchdowns. Um Kirk Cousins um proving that he still can play quarterback or he's still the quarterback. Um this is also just a theme with my picks, um, as I was telling Will. It's uh guys that were on your bench um this week is kind of how it's been for me. Maybe not Chris Carson, but you'll see with my other picks. Uh Diggs, another guy was still on, on your uh you, you just kind of wanted to bench him after the past few weeks, and then he goes off, and he would have had 44 points in our week. But he, he balled out. So, Diggs, there you go. Big week. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of Will Fuller from last week or a couple weeks ago where he just kind of came out of nowhere and had like a monster week. Mm-hmm. It's like what Diggs had this week too. Yeah, what did – and Fuller just had an average week this week, but yeah, back to 
Back to nothing. Back to normal. <laughs> Again, back to the fantasy thing. You're like, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Um, speaking of Fuller, so Fuller is probably the number two option um, in Houston. But the number one option, your boy Nuke Hopkins. Like, what's what's been going on with Nuke? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think... I think honestly, it's just teams deciding that he's not going to beat them. Like he's never really yeah. been a, um, even like, I mean, like even when you know I would see him in high school and in college, like he's never been like a huge separation guy. Like he's never been a guy who's like has a super breakaway speed or he's like, you know, like this physically like this much stronger than you. He's always just been so good with his hands. His hand-eye coordination has been what separated him too. Mm-hmm. And he can just like get the ball like through these tight windows can like contort, contort his body. And I mean, not bad. Like they're definitely trying to get him the ball. He had nine receptions for 55 yards. So they were really trying to pepper him the ball. But I think teams are just double teaming him more. Yeah. They're basically saying, okay, somebody else has to beat us other than Nuke Hopkins. Right. You know? Also, maybe it's just the, it's the 99 club. They made him a 99, so everyone's like, you know. And I think before, they are just leave him on an island outside, and now it's just like, hey, somebody else in Houston has to beat us. And so, right. I don't know. And to see them, act, like, for them to beat KC and then him be held to 50, he said 55 yards. Fuller yeah. only had 44 yards. Yeah, so it was Bell's, crazy to keep them under 100, and then they still won. It's pretty, yeah, Bell's, pretty impressive. The tight end is who led the team in receiving yards this past week. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Another tight end. So, my receiver is a guy who, kind of like DJ Chark last week, has been doing it all year that we haven't really talked about any. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's kind of doing it from an unexpected um, situation. It's Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, the receiver from Washington. So, he had he caught four of seven targets for 100 yards and two touchdowns. He's been um, probably the best rookie receiver. Yeah, I would say him. At, well, uh, Marquise Brown's been really good too uh, for Baltimore, but McLaurin coming into the season, like I don't know many people that drafted him at all. Just like in normal redraft fantasy leagues, he got picked up in our league because we have. A thousand bench spots, right. but like he's a guy that, like me personally, I wasn't expecting much from him because historically rookie receivers don't do too much. There's like the one exception year in 2014 when Odell came out and Kelvin Benjamin and uh, Mike Evans. Like there were like four or five guys that actually produced as rookies, but historically, like there's not many rookies that produce like fantasy wise. Yeah, a right. receiver. So to see him come out, and he's been he's been money for Washington, which is kind of a, a bleak landscape to be in. But they're behind a lot. He's going to get some looks because they're going to be playing catch-ups. So they're going to be wanting to throw the ball. So uh-huh. Terry McLaurin, if you've either drafted him really late or picked him up off uh, the waiver wire, you've been happy with him pretty much every week this year that he's been playing. So Terry McLaurin. Nice job. You're my receiver of the week. I like it. I like it. That's good. Um, 
moving just moving along uh, to keep it going. Uh, I picked um, another guy who I had left on my bench. Um, I was waiting for him to return because um, I was had high hopes for him this year and was kind of waiting to see what he would do. I was, you know, I want to see him play a week, just kind of see how he would bounce back. And uh, I had a good old Hunter Henry with a double H from the L.A. Chargers go for eight receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns, and it's pretty much his season debut um, or first real big game. It wasn't a loss to the really weird Pittsburgh Steelers, but I like it. I mean, it's very promising for him, and it's definitely it's definitely showing that. I feel like that's another question I have is I feel like the L.A. Chargers have all these like options for them to be good, but it's just not working right now. Do you think they're kind of in a – maybe not the same as Pittsburgh Steelers last year, but just with Melvin Gordon's um, holdout and just some expectations that they haven't fully delivered on? It just feels like a weird year for them. Is that just me? Yeah. Or, it no, feels like, it feels they're, like they're, they're underperforming. Yes, I was going to say they're definitely underperforming, it feels like. Um, I don't know if they're not trusting their coach or – the coaching staff or other players with Gordon's holdout. I don't know what the problem is, Yeah. but yeah, it definitely seems like there's some kind of issue going on with why they're underperforming because their talent level. I mean, they have one of the most complete rosters. I feel like in football. Yeah. So to see them struggle the way they are, like it's, it's, it's a bummer for yeah. them, but yeah, Listen, they, uh, they need to get right. Yeah, listen to their uh, their next schedule. Um, just here's on the tap for them. They play they play the Titans next week, which is fine. But then they go at the Bears, host the Packers, go at the Raiders, who are three and two in the division, and then they host the Chiefs on Monday night. Like that's their next five games. So it's not necessarily looking up for them either. Right. Like this could get a weird a weird turn for them too, real quick. But. But Hunter Henry, bright spot, and definitely if you have him or the option, if he's been sitting there with him being hurt, I would say jump all over Hunter Henry. I mean, Philip Rivers is going to continue to oh, use yes, him as, sure. a, as a safety valve if he's, especially if he's back and healthy. For sure. All right, and to round it out with tight ends, I am going with Austin Hooper, nice. who called eight of eight targets, so everything thrown at him he caught. 117 yards, one touchdown for the Falcons. It's kind of weird to see Austin Hooper doing so well because they have Julio Jones, they have Calvin Ridley, um, they have Devontae Freeman, they have Mohamed Sanu. They have all these options to throw the ball to, and then Hooper is the guy who's consistently like the top option, like even above Julio mm-hmm. in some cases. So it's kind of weird to see Hooper doing that. But he's doing it, and he's doing it well. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's balling out for Atlanta, who is struggling on defense. They can score some points, but they just can't stop anybody. Oh, yeah, they cannot stop anything. Yeah, so. Hence your Jared Goff potential start next week. I'm thinking about it, Jared. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. It's hard. It's hard to. I mean, I saw the rank. The the Falcons are thirty second on defense right now, so, or at least in projected what Goff's going against. So, yeah. it's it's hard to, to to not start him against that. Yeah, they're rough. Yeah. All right, let's move on to upcoming games from this weekend. What are you looking forward to? 
What am I looking forward to? This is an interesting week in trying to look at the schedule. I wouldn't say anything super crazy. I mean, Texans, Colts, I think, just continue to watch looking out for the Texans as they play a division uh, going to Indianapolis. That'll be an interesting game, um, especially to see them, if they can continue it. And the Colts are have been a strong team so far this year. Um, Eagles-Cowboys, just because that's a rivalry, and that's the big um, night game. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting like storylines that come of it, but there's, I wouldn't say there's as much of a big like marquee game that I'm necessarily like looking looking at. Right. Um for me there are two games in the afternoon window or the late afternoon window on Sunday. Um and it depends on what kind of style of football you like to watch, which game you would choose. Mm-hmm. If you love defensive low scoring slugfests, then the New Orleans Chicago game is right up your alley. Like, right. There shouldn't be a lot of points scored there because, of course, we all know about the Bears' defense and how dominant they are. But the New Orleans defense, like they're they're pretty legit too. Yeah. So if you like low scoring defensive showdowns with punts, yeah. and runs for three yards, that's for you. If you want to see offensive explosions with mobile quarterbacks who can also chunk it downfield, then the Baltimore Seattle game is for you. We got Lamar versus Russ, and that game, I think it'll be the highest scoring game of the weekend. I'm really, I, I hope that game's on here. I doubt it probably is, but that's one that I'm really looking forward to. And to wrap it up, the New England-New York Jets game on Monday night got a lot more interesting after the Darnold game. Oh, they're so happy that Darnold's back, aren't they? Yeah. This game's even. They can even talk about the Jets a little bit. Now that yeah. Darnold's back. So who knows? I mean, there's never been an undefeated team in the full year. So the Jets the Jets could do it. You never well, know. The, the, um, what year did the Dolphins do it? 70, it was a long – yeah, because they're the last ones. Yeah. But in like the kind of the modern way it is now. Of course, the Patriots went undefeated in the regular season. And then Eli beat them in the Super Bowl. I guess was that that was over ten years ago now, wasn't it? That's that's crazy that that was already ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. And Brady is still just as good now as he was ten years ago, <laughs> if not even better, which is ridiculous. It is. It is ridiculous. So, but yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to this coming week. Yeah, I think it's good. And then, and then we're already halfway through the fantasy season after the conclusion of next week, which is crazy. The fantasy halfway se- like point of the regular season will be over because you mm-hmm. have to play the playoffs as part of the regular season. And I think the championship game is week 16 before the last week. So it's happening. We we're, we'll have some, uh, some fun uh, midway point stuff coming up in our next episode, just to get to talk about just some stuff with that. But yeah, it's crazy. The season's flying by. Uh, even when we talk about it every week, it's, it's going it's too fast. Mm. It fades too fast. Fades off to the distance. Um, uh, well, cool. Well, Will, uh, thanks so much for being on. We appreciate you um, always being ready to go talk some NFL with us. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. some football. 
love some football. So there you go, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, great week of football. Um, stay tuned. Remember to follow us, uh, Backyard Catch, on all your social media. Uh, remember to share, like, subscribe. Um, let anyone who loves sports, um, let them know about us. So thanks for tuning in. And for now, we are signing off.